Welcome back, everyone. Today, we're going to time travel back to May when I first started sitting down and recording conversations. So the audio in this episode might be a little bit shaky at times. Please forgive my learning curve. Um, But today, we're going to sit down four months ago with my friend Sky Kinsman. Uh, Sky is another somatica-trained sex and relationship coach. She's based in Oakland, California. She has a background in plant-based eating and vegan nutrition coaching, um, but she did transition to sex and relationship coaching, as you'll hear from some experiences in her own life, as we all do. Um, Sky helps people across the sexuality and gender spectrum and from all backgrounds discover their core desires and live authentically and vibrantly. On today's episode, we will discuss our mutual band nerdery, staying best friends with your ex-husband, pole dancing for connecting to yourself, discovering what you actually want and desire, and relationship check-in meetings. You can find Sky at the updated links and tags in the episode description. Please enjoy. Welcome to Learning Curves with Liss. Together, we will explore an array of sexual and sensual ideas, discover and embrace our authentic selves, all while meeting interesting people along the way. Life is full of twists and turns. The growth and joy is in the curves. Candid convos about life's biggest lessons and finding your bliss with Liss. All right. <laughs> so today, my guest is the beautiful Sky Kinsman. And Sky is someone that I've had some brief connections with and have just been immensely drawn to and so curious to get to know better. Um, so, Sky, if you just want to take a couple minutes and just give us the rundown of who you are, what you do, anything you want to share out the gate is kind of quick intro. Gimme, gimme. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's, that's loaded. <laughs> my life story in two minutes or less. Um, all the time you well, want. I can say what, I can say what brought me to, uh, the work that we do and how we came to know each other. Yeah. Um, so I, oh boy, even this is a long story, but I'll make it short. I married my high school sweetheart mm. and he's still my absolute best friend. I love Yay. him, but we were not, you know, a great match as far as romance and sex <laughs> goes. Um, and so we opened our marriage and did it all terribly. And I will say that's, that's my bad. <laughs> I was like, definitely on my way out the door, but didn't know how to say I was on my way out hmm. the door. So did some things I'm not so proud of, broke some rules. Um, and of course, in hindsight, I can see all the reasons why I did yeah. that. Um, and then decided to get really, really clear about what it was that I wanted in my life and actually developed all of these exercises for myself, like inner child work and journaling. And I got to the point where I made a list of everything I wanted in a partner. And I looked at the list and I was like, I'm going to be alone forever (laughs) because (laughs) nobody is going to be everything on this list. And then I met my husband about two days later and he's everything on that list and more. Wow. Talk about manifesting. (laughs) Totally. And I just, I, it, what, what more to the point became clear to me was like, Oh, when people are really clear about what they want in their lives, it can actually show up and it might not look what you I mean. This did not look like what I thought it was going mm-hmm. to look like at all. And I was convinced that I was going to be alone forever. And that was okay. Um, 
but yeah, I was just like, other people need to do this work. And so I started coaching on my own and that was great, but I, w- I wanted more tools. Yeah. So that's how I, I found Somatica. And as you know, it's just like an amazing. Overload of everything. Yeah. But just like, yeah, if I, my toolbox now overflows with ways to help people yeah. and that's just so awesome. So that's my very like long story short of how I got to here. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. So even before this journey, you were all, you were already kind of like coaching full time. I'm always curious about, you know, not only just who people are, but like what we choose to do for work is a huge part of us as well. Yeah. Sadly, good and bad. I mean, if you love what you do, that's fantastic. But like, what was your transition as far as like a living and, and filling your cup in that well, way? That's... It's a whole other, <laughs> it's, a whole, it's a whole other long story. So I have a degree in flute performance. Like I'm a musician. Hello, flute so that's player. My whole... Hey. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. And then I transitioned <laughs> to oboe. Band camp. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I love the oboe. Yes. That's, you know, it takes a lot more like finesse, yeah. I think. Um, I never even attempted. But um, yeah, so I went to college, uh, California Institute of the Arts for flute performance, got my degree, was doing that. And then I was teaching um, in like three different elementary schools and had like 60 students a week. Mm. And I just started hating music because it became, I just got burned out on it. It's work. (laughs) Yeah. And then I actually got certified as a vegan nutrition coach because that's a whole other like side of me Mm -hmm. and like plant-based eating. And um, what I found mostly the the through thread for all of this is that I just love teaching and I Mm -hmm. love helping people. And so when I realized that like, since I was probably about five years old, like my sexuality is a huge part of my life. Mm. And I wanted other people to be able to keep that pilot light turned on too. So once I just started coaching around that, everything sort of fell into place. But yeah, I, it has been this weird journey of musician, teacher, coach, you know, just kind of going with the wind. It always is a, a really solid. weird air quotes transition because it's like you only know what you know when you're little and it's like you know you were you were probably introduced to the flute at a young age and it was something that was expressive and you know something you had some sort of freedom around and excitement and like we always go down those paths like I loved animals you know so it's like by the time you're making those decisions of where am I going to go and like am I going to go to college and if I do what am I going to go for yet you're generally already like somewhere on the sexual spectrum just by existing you know some people boom later and and younger but like it's not really something that you super identify with yet in some ways and it's not until later until you've like gone down those other paths and that you kind of like wake up and you're like wait a minute no I just want to feel good (laughs) you know pleasure yes give me more pleasure yes and like in a way 
then some people like us do, because I also, I, lo- I love to teach. I've always learned by teaching too. So oh, it was always, I mean, actually, it's kind of funny, fellow fellow band nerd, Unite. Um, like yes. I remember taking AP bio in, in high school and being like, oh my God, I'm cramming for this test. And I used to go into the band room and I used to interrupt people practicing and be like, let me teach you this. <laughs> well, because then you know it yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so totally. I think there's definitely that element of that your priorities start to shift a little bit later in life. It's like you you you've done this little bit of a one path, and you're like, okay, I lived it out. You know, same thing. I had I had yeah. my dream job working working with animals, and people kind of ruined it. But at the same time, yeah. you know, there yeah. was no money in it. I was killing my yeah. body doing it, and your, your priorities mm-hmm. just shift. And then, you know, just life. You kind of learn, and I think some people who are naturally drawn to this type of work, we kind of have that awakening and we're like, you know what? No, I want more. Yeah. I think that's really yeah. cool. And, and, and satisfaction. And I think, you know, part of this is helping people become more authentically themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's also an expression of me being authentically myself. Like, I feel like I've always been a sexual person mm-hmm. who really wanted connectedness and intimacy in all of my relationships, sexual or not. Yeah. And now that is what I do for a living, right? That's, it's kind of incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And I've always been sexual in ways that I think I repressed for so long. Mm. To be honest, it wasn't until I was 26, which is like a million years ago now. um, (laughs) And I walked into a pole dance studio because I thought it would be a good workout. And it fucking changed my life. Can I curse on here? Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Um, there because are no I was rules. like, yay, <laughs> I don't like rules very much yeah. either. Um, but yeah, pole dance was really my door into sexual expression. Like it had been there dormant, um, in my first marriage and, you know, even in like middle school, high school, part of my feminism was just like pushing men away mm. because they could hurt you. They were scary. And I, I'm tough lady. I don't need anybody. Right. There's that whole, uh, non it's a, it's a very masculine version of feminism, yeah. which I totally get relate to understand, but it didn't allow me personally to express my sexuality in the way that I needed. And then when I found pole dance, which I went to just for the exercise, <laughs> was like, Oh shit. I, well, basically it was, oh shit, I have to get out of my marriage. Mm. Like it was, that was, that was, it was that deep for me. It was like, oh fuck, I need to express myself in this way and I can't do it here. So oh. what do I do? Yeah. What do you yeah. think it was specifically about pole dancing that gave you that clarity? Like what was the connection that it brought you to your sexuality that seems so clear? Well, it's interesting. And this is part of why I love Somatica also, because it was the embodiment part Mm -hmm. of it. It was the feminine movement practice, right? It's, it is inherently a like designed for a woman's curves. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I love the name of your podcast. The the (laughs) learning curves is just awesome. I meant to say that in the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's so great. Um, and you know, the, it's, there's also the the cliche stripper aspect mm-hmm. of it, which definitely needs to be analyzed 
slash torn down, stigmatized, slash built back yep. up again. Yep. Right. Yeah. All of it. Um, well, it's the whole sex work and, industry in general, for sure. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Whole other please, story. Stop the stigma. <laughs> yeah. No more stigmatization. Well, and we could go off on a whole thing about religion and oh, why yeah. <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, the, the pole dance thing, I think, was just a like, oh, crap. I am actually sexy. And I did not think that about myself before. I thought I was like cute, funny, maybe, yeah. you know, but like not sexy. And then suddenly it. to move my body. Mm, yeah. yeah. And I felt it like in my body. Yeah. Oh. And I felt it through my strength. Right. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's for some people, you know, in, in my, even in my class, like I could tell, like they were feeling it in the rolling around on the floor part of it. I was feeling my sexuality as I was like, like pulling myself upside down and all that stuff. Yeah. Through the muscular exertion part of it. And so that's different for everybody, but I think it, it gives an outlet into this, like just gooey, gooey embodiment feeling that feels so good. Total sensual embodiment that is for you and no one else too. Oh, and thank yeah. you for saying that part because yeah, because everybody there were many women in that class that were like, I just want to go home and dance for my husband. And uh, I wanted that too because well, yeah. I was like, oh, this'll this'll save my marriage. Mm. And then when I danced for him, he was like, This feels a little bit weird because you're not a stripper and you're mm. and I'm like, you don't get it. <laughs> and this is just for me. <laughs> um, Watch it, me I be really, amazing for me. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so yeah. it, once I it really did become just for me it only heightened the experience and even now like we have a pole in our house and maybe twice a year I dance for my husband that's it the rest of the time it's it's for me that's so awesome that's incredible I'm glad you you said that part of it because owning our own sexuality I mean that happens outside the context of relationship. Yeah. It it is a like with yourself first and then you can share if you want. Yeah. It is not but that's necessary. generally not the narrative that we're taught. Like I remember oh growing up, like sex was performative and not sex as in like penetrative or anything like that, but just our my entire sexuality, how I looked, how I felt, totally. trying to get attention yeah. and the, yeah. the the pouring from from my cup in all the wrong ways and you know we've talked about you know the fairy tale that whole thing you know I wanted to get I wanted to find my husband in college get married and have two kids by the time I was 25 well let me tell you life has (laughs) other things to throw your way and but that's a hard thing to move past especially in putting that into you recognizing this kind of death in a way of of your marriage which is amazing that you turned around and like created such a rebirth of a beautiful friendship but like yeah was there anything that's that was both of us doing the work for sure well that's amazing I'm curious you know your experiences you mentioned a little bit about you expressing your sexuality and all of that but the connections of like that whole performative and your sexuality and your pleasure not being your own what was your experience growing up as someone socialized as a woman yeah and how that transpired yeah. through life 
Well, I do, you know, what you said was just such a, a clear reminder of the fact that women's sexuality like only exists within the context of men's sexuality, mm-hmm. right? Like at least in the hetero world, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I, this is, this is just for a man, mm-hmm. right? This is, and that's such fucking bullshit. I hate yeah. it. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to think back to how I actually felt about it. I think I just shoved it down so far I don't even know what I thought about it um I definitely enjoyed like masturbation mm-hmm. and sex I didn't have sex till I was 19 uh definitely you know on the later side of I things 17. but I was also <laughs> yeah yeah I was also just like I'm picky and I'm not I don't know if I'm ready. And I think I'll know when I'm ready. I'm not, there's a part of me that was like, I know I'm not going to not have sex forever. Like it'll happen. It's just, so I wasn't in any rush. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think I, I just kind of backburdered it. I, I wanted to focus on music and my career and I was madly in love with my best friend. And so we got married, Yeah, you know, and I'm still madly in love with my best friend and we're not married. That's (laughs) so amazing. Yeah. I mean, and like I said, that part was work. I don't want to just like, you know, say, oh, and it was divorce is hard. Mm. It was really all, all the things. I mean, we were married for 12 years, so that's, and together for 20. Um, So it was definitely hard and we, we, we fought a lot and opening our marriage was where I started to really understand my sexuality though. So we talked a lot about that going into it. And this is why I love working with non-monogamous people too, especially couples as they're about to open Mm. their relationship. Yeah. I would love to hear more about this. Yes. (laughs) Bring in the poly talk. (laughs) It's such juicy stuff and it's not for everybody. And I think, you know, I, I was, I was probably looking for an out from my marriage and not no, and not realizing Mm -hmm. that, but also for the first time ever, I was like, Oh, I can just have sex with people and I don't need to fall in love with them. And I went on a tear (laughs) when we opened our marriage. Cause like, I'd only been with, you know, two people at that point. Um, and yeah, I wanted to explore. I wanted to see, and honestly, um, so I I actually, I have, I kept a list of everybody I slept with in that time. Mm -hmm. Um, mostly for like, you know, in my head, like, well, if I get an STI, I need to be able to go back on the list and inform everybody. And so, which has never happened and whatever, but, um, Oh my God. I totally lost my train of thought. (laughs) Talking about about... opening up and you, you, you enjoying and exploring in this openness. Totally. I was. And by the way, I also have a list and it's interesting. I also kept it for, um, obviously STIs, STDs and and tracking and all of that, but also thinking about that and hearing that I'm like, wow, that's probably so common. Cause it's also like, as a woman, you shouldn't have so many partners. So it was like, okay, like, wait a minute, I'm tacking, I'm tacking on the numbers here. Am I getting, am I getting too high? You know? And yes, then it's like, well, wait yeah. a minute. I want to make sure I remember all of them because they all have to be important. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, it is interesting. I, I, I think I've vet people really well mm. and I like helping other clients do that too. You know, I think I've always had a very strong sense of self, Mm -hmm. even though I may have been sort of repressing some things. When I look at that list, 
I, I have, there's a soft spot, spot in my heart for every single yeah. one, except for one, mm. except for one. <laughs> yeah. He was a terrible narcissist and Ooh. really terrible. Yeah. But <laughs> whatever. But the, yeah. The rest of it. Anyway. So even the best vetting, I, I, <laughs> even with the best vetting, yeah, right. but that's how they work. They're sneaky. Well, you know, he was just really hot. Yeah, they so. always are, man. They always <laughs> <Yeah>. are. <laughs> um, but I think through that whole process, I learned that, like, I'm not sure I ever want to just sleep with one person again for the rest of my mm-hmm. life. And, but I also recognize that I really want deep connection and like soul partnership with one person. Yeah. And so now my husband and I play together. Yeah. So. And never, never not together. Although that's, we, we are, you know, old and wise enough to recognize that things always yeah. change and who knows what might happen in the future. But, you know, at least for the past three years or so, we've only played with each other yeah. and with other people. It's been awesome. Yeah. So and it sounded like you guys have really good communication. I think that's definitely at the core of things like that. And there's also something that I've tried to bring into my relationship is the understanding that we're ever evolving people we're involved evolving in our relationship with each other and we're evolving revolving (laughs) evolving individually (laughs) and Mm -hmm. that keeping those lines of communication open and not hiding or stifling parts of yourself like you're in partnership with someone And that means like I'm on my path and this is something my partner and I have talked about before we met, while we met afterwards and there's an ongoing conversation. I'm my own person. They're their own person. We're just choosing to hold hands and walk on the path kind of together for a while. But, you know, communication is just it's it's the through way to all of these things. And it's okay to say, you know, I'm feeling these desires and what are your feelings about this? And, you know, through that mutual respect, it's you're not going to go off and and, and get things on the side or, you know, do things unethically, no, no. but you can, you should be able to talk about them and talk about your desires. So if it does change, right. you at least are in it together. That's yeah. Beautiful. And you don't then ever do anything unethically because you've talked about yeah. it at least, yeah. right. You, you're having the conversation and somebody could deny mm-hmm. a desire and say, no, yeah. I mean, recently our, so through the entire first half of the pandemic, actually, like the week before the world shut down, oh God. we met a woman. Um, what yeah. a statement. <laughs> March. Oh my the God. Week before yeah. the world um, turned down. Shut down. Before the world shut yeah. down. Uh, we met a woman. We had one date. Nothing happened. Um, and then she was going to come over. And, they, and that was the day that they put everything on lockdown mm. here in California. And we were like, oh, we'll just see you in two weeks, you know, because we thought that's what, that's all it takes to end (laughs) a national pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, we did like hot, hot Zoom dates for a while. And then we just couldn't take it anymore. And like, she was the first person we let inside of our house in like two months. So we, she came over in May of last Mm -hmm. year. Oh my God. It's already May of this year. Holy crap. (laughs) So anyway, we, so she was our girlfriend, you know, for six months. Um, And then she and her primary partner decided they needed to be monogamous for a while. And now we have just re-evolved our entire relationship where the four of us played together, but only she and I interact because that's what feels comfortable for everybody. And it's amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, communication among our, you know, he and I is 
tantamount, but even with other people, we want to have that same kind of level of communication because it's just what feels good yeah. after a while. When you get used to something like mm-hmm. that, it's like all there is. And, you know, we have our, I think we even talked about it maybe once before our uh, weekly com- mm-hmm. um, relationship meetings and yeah, those are clutch. I mean, sometimes a whole week will go by and you've got this thing nagging in the back mm-hmm. of your brain, but at least I know like, oh, well, when we talk on Saturday during our, we call it our SOTER, which is the state of the relationship. That's um, awesome. We have that meet. Yeah. <laughs> then we just make sure we go through the whole list of things and it really does cover the gamut from everything from like finances to sex. That's you know, really incredible. How are, we, how are we doing in each one? And yeah, it's, I, and it was our second date, maybe he was like, how would you feel about having a weekly relationship meeting? And I was like, oh my God, I love it. Yeah, you. yeah. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes, I've wanted that for my whole life. I've always wanted that. <laughs> I didn't know I did. Like, how amazing. Like me. hearing that, I'm sure there are so many people who are just like, no, mm-mm, no. Oh my God, that is hell. That is a nightmare. I do not want to have any parts of that. But it sounds like for you guys, it's, it's. Con- I mean, it's connective and dare I say, sexy. Yeah. It is sexy. <laughs> I mean, one of the things that's on the list is sex. You know, and there's body is on the list too because sometimes it'll be like, oh, you know, just not feeling like good in my body, yeah. and so that that affects how we feel about sex you know not always um sometimes I'm like you know super sleepy and insomniac and Mm -hmm. that makes me want to have sex more and who would have thought but you know (laughs) it's just I just like that it will cover everything And, and one of the things to your point before about like being our own selves like one of the things on our list is autonomy and making sure we have enough of it because honestly autonomy is kind of hot like I want you to be out in the world doing your own thing and like I want to be out in the world doing even if it's just like dinner with my girlfriends or something like you know it recharges um, you in a way and then you and then you bring that back like I mean through the pandemic it's obviously been hard for everyone you know mm-hmm. but um we have a small bubble bubble of friends and my partner went away for a weekend up the mountains and it was just like it was so weird especially with the pandemic because we're just on top of each other but it was like oh my god the house is too yeah. so yes. i got to have time to myself but i was like oh my god they're having so much fun with their friends and like he's gonna come home and be so happy to see me and i'm gonna yes. be so happy to see him and i there's just a whole other other level of of thinking about connection and disconnection and and totally. autonomy that that's amazing and people are so different and i know that's one big thing that we've learned throughout this training that we've gone on together is people are so different in their needs and just yeah. because you have a difference in those needs like let's say you need a lot more alone time and you get a little overwhelmed with being you know too much in partnership and things like that that can very 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 quickly break down into hurt feelings and things and you're just being you but learning how to express that can be really difficult and so I love hearing that that's part of your conversation and oh totally it needs to be because you're right it is 
it is it's like what gets the batteries recharged yeah. like oh I miss you a little bit yeah and like yeah being we got a 750 square foot house here and we have been in it for a year yeah. like you know yeah. just us it wouldn't you know the huge yards we've had people over far away and yeah. all that but still getting away and doing things like he's a photographer so he'll just even just like go take photos get out of here <laughs> go. yeah <laughs> yeah anything it's yeah. it's the, the I like that you said the term like I miss you I remember yeah. distinctly there was a time <clears throat> this was like oh god we're coming home 15 years ago but I was in a relationship and it was already not going well there was codependency all over it um from mm. from the other side codependent on me and I remember I flew home I was living in the South and I flew home to, I'm outside of Philadelphia and I literally flew in like that afternoon and it was that night and they were like, I miss you. And I'm like, no, <laughs> terrifying. I don't want to say I miss you too. Cause I don't, <laughs> but like, how do you say that to someone? I mean, for, to, to have me yeah. been able to express my true feelings in that. And I remember, I think I did. And it was a whole thing. And like, I had just got home and all I wanted to do was see my family and yeah. be away from him. <laughs> right. And that was your authentic self talking. Yeah. That's awesome. And you yeah. know, it's so in that, it sounds like it sounds like it didn't work. So that's Oh no. Fine. There were yeah. so many other things. But even if that was a partner, you know, that I was still very connected to or anything, there definitely comes a point where like too much is too much. Yeah. For everybody. And what is the level of your own tolerance and just because it's different than your partner's doesn't mean like holy shit the red flags are up all over you know all over the place and this yeah. is wrong and but like keeping that open communication like even if it just means like hey you know what i'm done work at five o'clock today and i'm feeling really really fried do you think tonight or you know it's Monday. Do you think like Friday you could handle dinner for the kids? Right. I'm just going to go upstairs and curl up in bed and I'm going to binge Outlander all damn night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Like, Sports Center, wh whatever yes. it is. Or I'm going to go out and I'm just going to, I would say, go to the bar or like go to dinner or something. But obviously it's much harder in the pandemic. But right. even if it's just something like that where you need to just go close the door and leave me alone yeah <laughs> like, no and that intrusions. comes down to people like knowing their own capacity and how to yeah. ask for space around that right and, and so yeah. many people don't know how to do that and especially moms like yes it, the, the moms that I have they, they do mm -hmm. not realize that they have needs <laughs> like and of course I don't want to generalize many moms recognize they have needs and get those needs met and fantastic but, yeah Right. But you need to be able to ask for what you need and, and recognize yeah. that you might get a no, but like, you got to ask, right? You, yeah. You, you can't just shove that down. For yourself. Totally. In every way, yeah. all of it. Like, exactly. And you can't yeah. do that until you actually know like what it is that you want and need though. Cause I mean, I wasn't advocating for myself in my marriage cause I didn't actually ever sit down and say, what is it that I want in a partner? You know, I, I, yeah. I figured best friend was good enough 
<laughs> and never well, really what asked. More, what more could you want? Exactly. You know, I was with my best friend and he was codependent, manipulative, gaslighting. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you name it. Right. You know, so when the good was good, it was amazing. Like, oh my God, constant laughing. But right. guess what? Relationships are a lot more than that. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. One of the other things on our list is uh, that we go over every week is shared responsibility. Just meaning like, are we each doing sort of an equal amount around like the house and like, who's doing the taxes and, you know, mm. did you weed the yard and, you know, all just making sure that that happens. And I think, you know, a lot of people just kind of, they get into their roles and, yeah. you know, like you're the working parent and you're the house parent and you're, you know, you're mm-hmm. on the PTA and you're, and nobody ever goes, oh, God, actually, I hate this thing. Yeah. And Are maybe you still you could okay do doing it. that. Right. Yeah. So we, yeah. we try to check in on that every week, too, mm-hmm. especially as, you know, he's been, he's a special education teacher and he's been doing it, you know, most of the year from home, like mm. in the garage teaching a yeah. class full of special education kids on zoom which is like oh my gosh it's been That's... so hard he's so good at yeah. it but it's been really really oh. hard and so yeah I'm not gonna ask you to take out the trash if I'm just you know all of I I've had to do during the pandemic lucky me is take this training mm-hmm. and and read basically so like I've been doing a lot more and we'll get to the shared responsibility part and he'll just be like, oh, but I didn't. I'm like, no, you did. Just you, so you're much, doing enough. So much. Yeah, yeah. I resonate with that really, really strongly because uh, that sounds very similar to my situation. My partner's been working this entire time and it's only gotten more stressful for him yeah, at work. Totally. You know, and yeah. you know, there are kids involved and house. I mean, and the house has to keep moving. Well, he's right. already working all day. Right. Yeah. All dang day. And he, you know, and so I try to do my thing so then you're staying top of the laundry. Like I've yeah. I've become the air quotes like housewife kind of same yeah you know and there's nothing wrong with that because to me it's also me doing my part like I do the grocery shopping I keep the you know clothes but he's the type of person that he's constantly saying like oh my god let me help you with that I haven't done anything let me help you with that like constantly and his love language is acts of service yeah okay we have the exact same situation going on yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly well that's why I kind of brought it up because it sounded like it you Mm -hmm. know which is amazing for me because I never feel feel resentment because he's seeing everything yeah. and he's thanking and, and like I don't need that right and it's and it's a beautiful thing we we cohabitate really really well together especially with the love languages because my love language too is acts of service and and it works really really well because I feel really good when I can you know just little things like I'll notice his water is empty and he's stuck in the middle of the meeting and I know he loves his water I'll go refill his water and bring it back to him you know this sounds very similar he he makes me another pot of coffee (laughs) after after he drinks the whole dang thing in the morning yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I love that. So, yeah, you got to look out for yeah. each other and take care of each other in that way. And yeah, so much of it has been changed by the pandemic. And yeah. even now, he's he's back in the classroom now, uh, at least four days a week. Um, and I'm like make, making his lunch, like a like a yeah. housewife, and and realizing like even as I get more and more clients, 
I can still do those things, right? It's it's not yeah. hard to to like and mm-hmm. and he really he is an acts of service person. I am not. I'm gifts. Like give me all the things. <laughs> I want all the yeah. presents. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's good at that, so it's fine. It all works out. Well, there you yeah. go. There you yeah. go. We try to speak to each other in each other's love languages, but. Uh, which, you know, yeah. is hard and doesn't always work out, but we, we do our best. Well, that's all you can really do. And it's just trying to be aware. And yeah, it's so difficult. But even like I just imagine so much of the breakdown in a lot of relationships is are things like this, like the lack of communication. And then like something as basic as love languages. Yeah. Like I, I guarantee if you walk into a room with 10 people, maybe two have ever even heard right. of love languages right. and it's something that it, it a lot of this work is bringing clarity and you were speaking earlier about it's one thing to speak up and say this is what i want but so many people they haven't had the time or they haven't just sat down to reflect on what do you actually want yeah. and i do want to have to know what you want yeah and i think it it's worth saying like oh my god what a privilege it is to sit down and be able to ask yourself what you want. Like I totally recognize yeah. that, <laughs> you know, it, it, yeah. especially in a pandemic and people are like losing yeah. jobs and, and all the rest it's, yeah. you know, um, it's been, it's been a really hard year for people. So to be like, Oh, just, yeah. just sit down and ask yourself what you want. And like some <laughs> people, you know, want to, make ends meet and that's where they're at yeah. right now so I, I do want or they want a life that's completely different than the right. one they have yeah and that's terrifying yeah and I do so I just wanted to to recognize that but yeah I think what yeah, happens when you. people don't ask for what they want um in relationship where you where you have the space and you're not worried about the you know putting food on the yeah. table is just that you get this resentment that builds. And this is what happened in my own marriage, right? I was resenting yeah. my husband for not for the fact that we didn't have the sex life that I never even asked for because I didn't know how, right? And like, you know, mm-hmm. I have friends that are like resentful that their husband doesn't do the target run, but they never asked him to do it either. So it's just like, okay, you know, let's get very yeah. clear about who we are and what we need and what our capacity is and not go past that and just, you know, do a little asking little asks first are practice. (laughs) And then you can ask for the (laughs) big things like, you know, moving to Utah or whatever it is you want to do. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And it's also, you know, putting more intention into your relationship rather than saying, Oh, we like each other. Let's just do the thing. It's a recipe for disaster. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. There's something that, you know, I found podcasts years ago and they really helped me because I was given the vocabulary for a lot of things that I didn't know I needed. And it definitely helped me to hear healthier relationships and healthier men specifically talking about their emotions and not being super toxic and mean. Um, So that was really helpful. But, you know, finding podcasts was a big thing for me. And I think a lot more people in the pandemic have been finding these resources and being exposed to new things. And I know there was definitely a breakdown in my relationship once I started to really explore myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was actually, granted, I was in, you know, a very toxic situation. It became 
a center point around our relationship because I was kind of growing, air quotes, growing away from him. And so my new ideas weren't okay and that kind of whole thing. So I think it's also really, really scary sometimes to even think about sitting down. I mean. And thinking what you want. Yeah, because what happens for people, I think, is when you, when somebody says, I want this thing, or it, it says like, I know myself better now. I need to mm-hmm. ask for this. And what you can sometimes come across as to the other person, if they're feeling insecure is just like, and you don't know yourself and you don't know what you want. Right. Because you're just, or you don't have what I need. Yeah. And people just get yeah. defensive really quickly. So it's giving, mm-hmm. I mean, I, part of coaching, I think, is giving people language around that, how to have these conversations yes. without people yeah. freaking the fuck out on the other end. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's Or really if they important. do, being there for right. that and being clear and, you know, it's all, it's all communication. Yeah. There's, I, I said this in the, in the, in the last podcast, podcast I did, but it's something that just keeps coming up. Yeah. It's this is the ABCs of relationship, and that is your your neighbor, your friend, yeah. your best friend of twenty years, your your ex husband, yeah. your kids, your boss, your coworkers, or your deepest lifelong partner slash partners. Yeah. It's all the same. It's just varying degrees, and you can write a college thesis or you can write poetry. Right? Yeah. You know, totally. It, it just depends on where you want to take it, but it's 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 the building blocks of healthy or relating (laughs) yeah and 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 because we're not used to doing it in this society it comes across as scary like you said in the beginning some people will hear the idea of a weekly relationship meeting and like every you know hair on their body just goes like no yeah (laughs) and I think it's worth asking if if you do have that reaction and you're listening to this podcast why yeah like what's why (laughs) what what is scary about that like what are you worried about finding out and a lot of it comes from just our own shame fear of inadequacy all of that Mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah, you are going to be inadequate for your partner in some ways. Like, that's just how it goes, you know? And it's okay. And it's okay, right? Because if you can talk about it, then it's it's fine, yeah. right? You just have to... Well, that's what I always loved about learning about Polly. And again, it's not for everybody, but just the idea and the recognition only, just this part of it, that one person isn't going to be able to fulfill every need, desire, everything for one other person for 80 years, 60 years, whatever it is. We're ever evolving. Every person that you meet, every song you listen to, every show you watch, every podcast you listen to gives you more information and it expands and fills your little balloon of who you are a little bit more so i think just the recognition and the equal understanding of that and that's what i brought into my current relationship with my partner before we ever even met in person i made that very clear and 
they were on the same exact thing. They were like, no, I don't want to get myself into being unhappy again. Right. Yeah, it's going to happen in varying degrees because that's life, life and no- nothing's perfect. But having that type of intention and understanding with another human being and being respectful of that other person's journey. Yeah, totally. I think is a huge thing. Then recognizing that, you know, because we can't all get our needs met from one single person, which should be an obvious thing, but for some reason we're taught that we can, um, then it, if you want to be monogamous with somebody, great, but you're recognizing Beautiful. that this is, yeah. and you know, if it's a need for bowling on Fridays, you can do that with your friends or something, right? Exactly. It gets tricky when your need is for a different type of romance or sex. Then yeah. then you have maybe something to talk about. But if you're yeah. if you're good in that way and you are happy with your relationship and or you're fine with the disappointment that you're not going to get your need met in that way, which a lot of people are fine mm-hmm. with or have worked around mm-hmm. the disappointment with, then great. But yeah. monogamy should be a choice just like same as poly should be a choice or asexuality or whatever mm-hmm. you are choosing like just you know don't force other people to do it <laughs> yeah yeah people should just be able to exist how they are and how they want and we should be respectful of right. it right and i just want to say i didn't mean i didn't mean asexuality that is actually a sexuality what i meant yes. was cel- yes. celibacy <laughs> i meant celibacy there we go, yeah. there we go. <laughs> choosing to not have sex as opposed to just not feeling a sexual orientation by the way yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. anyway um yeah I just want everybody (laughs) to be making the choices that are good for them and or processing the disappointment around I'm not going to get that Mm -hmm. need met and so how do I like still find joy in my life and as much like authenticity Mm -hmm. and vibrancy as I can find so and connection with my partner through that disappointment I think is the big thing and I love the tools that we've learned um, and what we can do for our clients around that because disappointment's everywhere little big small life shattering disappointment is always going to be there in some level and should you make the choice to be in a lifelong ethically monogamous relationship truly only being with one person and choosing open communication with them and sharing of yourself you will be disappointed you'll be disappointed in in polyamory just as much but i think the more common narrative of monogamy and people unethically outsourcing and things like that cheating in other words you know and doing all these things and not communicating with their partners building resentment all of these things the work that we can do with people in helping them process these disappointments and growing in their partnership through that and helping people really navigate their legitimate feelings. And a lot of that is like we were saying, sitting with figuring out what you want that that's a big step, but sometimes it's literally just sitting with a feeling around everything in a relationship you know you went and did this and it didn't feel good to me all right well how's that feel because we're we're in it right we're in it with you and we're going to help you process through it because 
we turn a blind eye so fast in society and we don't give ourselves time and space to feel things and specifically going to a coach who does this work and has these tools we can be there with you we can be there with you and your partner and help you through these times so you can build deeper connection through the pain through the disappointment and show up on the other side with more clarity and connection and i think that is such an amazing and beautiful thing that you can do for yourself if you're single if you're poly if you're a relationship anarchist if you're in long-term monogamy whatever your choice is in life we're all going to face all the same things and so with that being said sky i just want to open this up a little bit and first of all thank you so much for coming here and i'm so happy to have shared this little bubble with you and gotten to know you a little bit better but i wanted you to let me as well but everyone who might be listening know where to find you what you're up to what you love to do yeah what does sky bring to the world oh my goodness well you know as i'm (laughs) switching from my old coaching format to my new my Website is non-existent, but it will be at skykinsman.com eventually. So currently my Facebook page is up and running and I'm going to start doing some fun Facebook lives. And that is just facebook.com slash intimacy coaching with sky. And I'm also intimacy coaching with sky on Instagram. Um, And there'll be, there'll be more. So follow me there. Um, You know, you can always just reach out skykinsman79 at gmail.com. And I know that's like old school school but if anybody is <laughs> no. interested in some coaching um and it's yeah s-k-y-k-i-n-s-m-a-n um and then then the number 79 because that's the year i was born i'm a million years old <laughs> you are so not and you are amazing and i'll make sure all the links are all over the place so you guys awesome. can very easily find sky and i'm hopeful that you will absolutely hear from her again because yeah. building beautiful relationships and working with other coaches is amazing and i want to keep bringing all of these beautiful beautiful people to your ears yay thank you so much for having me thank you so much for what you're doing and everybody in philly go get some coaching it's awesome yes. i guess or worldwide now that we're all on zoom yeah, yeah. everything's on zoom yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing that way but yeah seriously thank you for having me these conversations are so fun and i hope that they are just giving lots of resources to people and making giving people a little kick in the butt to go have some good relationships of yes. their own Absolutely. Thank you again, Sky, so much. This was great. Thank you.